Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I want to close with this. For much too long, working people in the middle class of this country have been dealt out of the promise of America. That sounds like hyperbole, but I really mean it. Some of you may remember when I ran, I was legitimately, I mean, it's appropriate to be criticized. I don't, I'm not complaining about being criticized. But when I said I was running for three reasons, one, to restore the soul of America, bring back some decency and honor in the way in which we dealt with one another. The second reason was to rebuild the backbone of the country, the middle class. The, 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 the wealthy are, are, are value added to the country, but they didn't build a country. Can we just stop with this unbelievable hate? It's hate. It's elitist hate insanity. And it's everywhere across this administration. And for a guy who was the scrapper from Scranton or Scrappy Joe from Scranton, had something to do with Scranton. P.S. They hate him in Scranton. This is a nuts message. How far this Democratic Party has come from being of the working class people to absolutely hating people. Anybody who hasn't served time in a faculty lounge, right out. This is a nonsense commentary. By the way, Joe, do you think you've you've brought back decency to the United States? Uh, do you? Is that, is, is, that, is that what you think? Yeah, uh, it was indecent before, but now it's decent. That's 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 not the way it works. Forced mandates, pushes to keep parents out of their kids' education. An entire mob of tech fools who want to silence people they disagree with? That's decency? Do you you get that we see you, Joe? Do you understand that you're on TV and we see you in the TV and you're on radio and we, we hear you on radio? Do you not get that somebody's listening on the other side of the microphone? Holy hell. But he must uh, take this seriously because he did it in a whisper. The, 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 the wealthy are, are, are value added to the country, but they didn't build a country. Hard working middle class folks are the ones that built this country. And then a lot of them people became wealthy from the hard work and a government that stayed out of the way and allowed them to. So why now do you want to punish them, attack them, ridicule them, shame them? My God, Joe. Can't you just say good on you? Get yourself some ice cream. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. The phone number, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. I ask you, do you think that Joe, is Joe Biden speaking for you in this commentary? 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Is he speaking for you or is he speaking against you as you see it? Because as I see it, he is 1,000% speaking against. This is, this is a, a, an absolute devaluing of, of the American populace. It, it's hate. It is rabid and raw hate. It's like listening to Joe Biden talk about the supply chain, which is getting worse. And yes, we should be clear that the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, does not know what he's doing. He doesn't have a clue as to what to do or how to handle the problem. Now, part of it's because he's not willing to say this problem is multi-generational and it's going to take 
a year at least, if not two, to get it under control. We have learned from the supply chain issues. Picture the scenario. COVID comes and the country overreacts and tells people they can't go to work. Then because of the overreaction, you have people going back to work, but not everybody goes back to work. Then you have this massive influxes of capital put into the nation via uh, this, this COVID spending. Spending package here, spending package there, another spending package. They just passed another $1.2 trillion worth of spending. They claim it's going to be for infrastructure. You watch how little of it is actually for infrastructure. This is the one that was the bipartisan bill. They actually got that passed through the House. 13 Republicans came across, but the squad did not vote for it. That's a story I'll get to in a second. So now you're going to have more cash into the system. As the economist Dr. Matt Will explains, inflation is when you have too much cash and not enough stuff. And right now we have too much cash and not enough stuff. So the inflation goes and the hyperinflation is here and we're going to watch this build. U.S. inflation expectations surged to another record high. According to the New York Fed, they expect inflation to be up 5.4% a year from now. I want to put my, my marker down. I think that's soft. And that's frightening. That is soft compared to what I believe is coming based on the conversations I've had. And certainly you could say, well, Tony, do you know more than the Federal Reserve Bank of New York? And my response to you is the Federal Reserve Bank of New York has been right so often. I'm going to go with myself on this one. So we have this inflation issue that's causing more problems with purchasing power. But let's talk about supply chain. People in the Midwest know we don't have enough truckers. We're down some 90,000 truckers. How do you hire people? And then what are you having them driving? Because in California, they only want you to have the best vehicle, this, that, and the other. They want to have some draconian and rather nonsensical rules about what it is you can drive in emissions. That's keeping trucks off the road. Then you have the ports themselves that are not properly managed. The longshoremen have done an absolutely terrible job with it. They have refused automation in places where it could be valuable. And they've ensured keeping their people paid very, very well and not worrying about the movement and the speed by which things come off of the ships. Joe Biden responds by saying we're going to open those ports 24-7. But opening a port 24-7 doesn't solve a problem. Only solving a problem solves a problem. Which is exactly what Pete Buttigieg should be saying to the nation. We have shown that our supply chain is fragile. And what we have to do is come into the 21st century. And this is going to involve Republicans and Democrats. And it's going to involve some people, including unions, not getting what they want. But America's future and national security depends on this getting solved. And here's how we're starting. Oh, he isn't going to say that. You know what he's going to say? He's going to continue to go down the nonsensical and completely insane route. That we've got so much incredible demand out there. That's what's causing the issue. We are going to continue to see challenges. The steps that we're taking are making a difference. But uh, think about all of the things that have to happen to get a product to a shelf uh, on time. Uh, Fundamentally, it's up to the producers, the shippers, and the retailers. And we're doing everything we can to help them move those goods across uh, infrastructure that's often outdated. Look, we've got demand that's off the charts. The Retail Federation is predicting an all-time record high in terms of sales. Can we stop? It isn't about the demand and it isn't about the roads. It's not about the roads because we didn't have this problem three years ago. 
It's about what happens when people aren't getting back to work and a lot of the plants were shut down and the demand started to build up and we have no way to deal with a higher demand because our systems are antiquated. It's not the roads, it's the systems. And it's the regulation that keeps people from being able to drive. The truckers have said something super smart. The truckers said, why is it when I am at a, uh, I'll, I'll use this for, for, for sake of a conversation. I, 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 I'm at a Walmart and I'm unloading, but they're backed up and it takes five hours to get to my truck to get it unloaded. That five hours counts against my drive time. Why? That's five hours I could be resting, relaxing, doing other things. I should be able to then drive for five more hours. You now allow that opportunity for drivers to drive in those times. Maybe we've got more things moving. But you've created a system by which the trucker cannot now profit and the country gets delayed. If you were to ask truckers, reach out to me at Tony Katz on Twitter. Tony at TonyKatz.com. The phone number 833-GOT-TONY. Is the problem the roads? Well, we're going to have the truckers drive at night because it's faster. Well, okay, Joe Biden, it might be faster. But has that been the real issue? If the trucker gets to their spot two hours faster, that's great. But if they're still waiting five hours because you don't have the manpower to unload the truck and you count it against their driving time, what good was the two hours? You've got multiple places where you can make changes, and these changes are rational, smart changes, and this administration isn't interested in it. They'd rather just tell you how great they are. They'd rather pay you lip service. And they're, wait till they get to the moment where they say to you, well, you know, the problem is, is that these truckers, these trucking companies, they're, they're charging too much. And, and, and that's, that's part of the problem. I, I, why, why wouldn't that come? If they're willing to lie about the off-the-charts demand causing the problem, and it's a lie that the off-the-charts demand is causing the problem, they won't look at the seriousness of the issue. I shared on Twitter over the weekend a, a, a tweet about uh, a, a guy who was buying some rice, and the rice cost 50 bucks. It's usually like 38 bucks. It costs like 58 bucks. I guess it's a certain kind of rice, and uh, it, it 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 costs some money. And some people were arguing, oh, you can find it here, you can find it there. First, it wasn't the same kind of rice. Secondly, are you actually arguing that food prices haven't gone up? Are you out of your head? Are you out of your mind? Every rational person knows that food prices have gone up. There's more of a demand for rice than there was two years ago? Let, let's, let's do this again. Who believes, raise your hands, who believes there's more of a demand for rice than there was two years ago? Well, if you say to me, well, you know, Tony, a lot of people, um, a lot of people, they, uh, they, they're, they're, they're hoarding, they're, they're saving things for a rainy day, they're, they're, they're prepping up. Even you believe that you should have a three-month supply, and I do believe that you should have a three-month supply. You think that people getting a three-month supply is the reason rice has gone up $20 for a 50-pound bag? You can believe it, but chances are you need therapy, maybe some pills, maybe just a bourbon and a good night's sleep. I don't know. Don't take it with the pills. Consult with your doctor, please. But that's not it. 
It's what's going on up and down the chain. Maybe if you stopped scaring people about COVID, maybe if you stopped with the nonsense demands and mandates regarding vaccines. Maybe if you changed regulation on the truckers and changed regulation at the ports, the change, the, 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 the results wouldn't come immediately, but they will come. They will come. But this administration doesn't talk like that. What does this administration do? This administration continues the same line and the same conversation about the nonsense idea that we have to do things for the working class. I'm discussing doing things for the working class. The problem with the administration is that they don't give a damn about the working class. Everything Joe Biden says about the working class is completely and totally lip service. I'm going to say it again for the people in the cheap seats. Joe Biden doesn't give a good, holy damn about the working man. And neither does the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party doesn't care about the working man and the working class. Let me give you two things to think about. First, there was the line from Stephanie Cutter who was, she was the press secretary under Obama, saying the last thing the Democrats can do is allow Republicans to be the the party of the family. And the one thing that we need to make sure that uh, Republicans in 2022 don't become is the party of parents. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we need to be the party of parents. (laughs) And, And we are. We're the ones that care about school funding. We're the ones that care about making sure that parents can send their kids to school. Uh, because they have jobs to go to. You know, all of this, we need... Stop yourself. First, notice she said that we're the one, we have, we're, the, we're the party of, of parents because we're the ones that care about school funding. School funding isn't about the kids. It's not about the parents. School funding is about the unions. I mean, she gave up the ghost in her own words. That's, I mean, come on, that's unbelievable. She said it. School funding? No, 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 no. You want to be about teacher empowerment. You want to be about breaking the unions. You want to be about focusing on the student. And you want to be about school choice. That is being about the parent. And then, and what, what, what was the, the other one? Kids to school uh, because they... Oh, you want to be the ones who send your kids to school. Except it was your unions that support you, Randy Weingarten at the head of it, who were, who were working with the White House and the Department of Education to keep schools closed and engage demands for getting schools open. Right. You're, you're the party of, of, of parents. Sure you are. You hate the working class. You can't be the party of parents if you hate the working class. It's just not how it works. I'm sorry. Do I need to, do I need to explain that a little more clearly? Because I, I gladly will. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. Joe Biden is beyond out of touch and fails to recognize where his party is. The Democratic Party hates the working class. The Democratic Party despises working people and believes only government knows best for them. Ron Klain, the White House Chief of Staff of this requirement will be upheld. It's common right. sense, Chuck. If OSHA can tell people to wear a hard, hard hat on the job, right. to be, be careful on chemicals, it can put, put in place these simple measures to keep our workers safe. That's your White House Chief of Staff 
telling you that OSHA can just mandate whatever they want, and that's what matters because they're the ones who keep you safe, and you just have to take it. Look, I have no issues with wearing hard hats. I just don't think it should be mandated. Somebody doesn't want to wear a hard hat, they don't wear a hard hat. You'll learn. Seatbelts shouldn't be mandated. I think seatbelts are very helpful. I wear a seatbelt. I don't think it should be mandated. Who the hell is the government to tell me what I do in my car? Well, Tony, it's a bad idea. I didn't ask if it was a bad idea. I said government shouldn't mandate it. But these people believe that government is the center of all good. And if government is the center of all good, how in the world could the parent be the center of all good? Therefore, how could the Democratic Party be the party of parents? It's hate. And it's visceral. And I was happy to spell it out for you. We'll get into the $1.2 trillion and holy cow, Astro World. This story is worse than you think. It's coming up. I'm Tony Katz.